Hey everyone, welcome to the Sifted Video Game Fantasy Draft for 2021. I'm Shane Satterfield, the founder of Sifted and the maniac who came up with this idea many, many years ago. Yeah, home um, of the original video game fantasy. We are the first people to ever do a video game fantasy draft. It has become kind of a thing in the industry. Although, Matt, I will say this year I haven't seen like hardly any of it. No, last well, year was nobody knows what huge. the heck. We're working blind this year in a way that I don't think we have before. Yeah. Um, last year, everybody year, did it. Yeah. I mean, last year, literally almost every outlet did a, did a fantasy draft. And I was flattered. I was like, wow, that's awesome. It's cool to like come up with something that everybody adopts. Well, but man, I, think I, is, I think it's more fun if everybody's in a room. Yeah, it makes a big difference for sure. Even doing this on Zoom is a little weird, I think. It's fun to be there and kind of play off of uh, our picks and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, we're doing ours. I don't know if everyone's going to follow suit and do theirs. I have a feeling, Matt, that maybe they didn't get a big return on their investment in views. That and could maybe, be. Um, because we don't do this for views. We do this as like a community building thing. Um, and the reason that is, is because it's not just about what Matt and I are about to do. Um, we also create a fantasy league for all of you. And it's called the Sifted Fantasy Challenge. And just like Matt and I are about to do, you pick 10 games. And then at the end of the year, you get their Metacritic scores. And then the highest aggregate score wins. Um, now, the fantasy challenge is a little different because when you pick your 10 games there, the games are weighted. So the first game that you pick should be the game that you think is going to get the highest review score because you get a bigger multiplier for that first pick and then it goes down with every successive pick. However, Matt and I, we just do it straight up. Every pick is weighted the same. Um, and how it works is Matt and I will take turns picking games until both of us have a team of 10 games. And then he and I will pick two alternates. And the reason we're picking alternates is because the way this works is if a game is delayed out of the year, you get a zero for that game. And the first couple of years, we didn't really have alternates and we just got burned. And it basically ended up becoming a contest of who can guess which games are coming out and who can't. Um, and that wasn't as fun. So uh, we do have two also, alternates. Also, I was now. really good at it. Yeah, you were, yeah. <laughs> and just so you guys know, the way the records are right now, so I'm three and three overall. I beat Marcus Beer the first year. Mm -hmm. um, and then Matt has won three since then, and I've won two. So I'm three and three overall. Matt's three and two. Um, so I'm trying to catch Matt. I'm trying to even it up this year. Um, but anyway, we take turns picking games. So we have 10 and then we get two alternates and that's our team for the year. And then you sit back and just watch the review scores roll in for the games and cheer your team on. Um, now I will say this, the Sifted Fantasy Challenge is live right now at sifted.net. Um, it is up on the homepage. I would hope you guys won't leave and go pick your teams while the stream's happening. And I think it would be smart if you don't, because I think the discussions that Matt and I are about to have about a lot of games will help you when you go to make your picks. Um, we do give prizes to the winner. Uh, the winner, last year's winner was Polak. Um, if you are a patron or a subscriber to Sifted, and I'll be honest with you, if you are if you are also a member of ours on YouTube, if you're subscribing on YouTube, we'll include you as well, and you win, you get two free games of your choice. Um, 
Now, you have to be registered a registered user of Sifted no matter what. But if you're just a basic user, you can still win, but you only win one game if you actually win the challenge. So, again, that's live right now at Sifted.net. Once we get done with this show, um, I'll put a link up in the header of the site as well for easy access. Um, and then bookmark that page uh, because that'll be your link to keep going back and checking because the Sifted Fantasy Challenge, the scores update in real time and they're dynamic. So as soon as reviews start coming out for a game... You can go to that page and you can see how it's affected your standing. Uh, last year, we had like four times as many people as we've ever had before. I'm hoping we can do that again this year. Spread the word around. Uh, share the link with your friends. Uh, the more the merrier and the more fun it is. So anyway, Sifted Fantasy Challenge for 2021 is up. But please wait until Matt and I pick our teams before you go over there and do it. So uh, the way it works is Matt is going to pick first this year. I picked first last year. Uh, we flipped the coin initially. And since then, we've just taken turns picking first. Um, I'll say this, Matt. Um, I did not feel as bad about you getting first pick this year as most years. Mm hmm. Because most years, it seems like there's that one game that I really want at number one. But this year, there were a couple that would have been cool kind of getting there. So, Yeah. yeah uh, I, I admit that this pick was to keep you away from it. Okay. Uh, it, it, it probably wouldn't have been my first pick in a, in a non-competitive situation. Um, but I felt like it's going to score high enough that I wanted you not to have it. Well, I will say this. If you hadn't picked it, I would have. So you, yeah, made, the right, you made the right yeah. call there. Um, it was going to be my first pick. And so, Matt, with the first pick of the Sifted Video Game Fantasy League draft of 2021, you select... Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Yeah, that, I would have picked it too. Um, as I said earlier, a big function of this is what is the game going to come out or not? In mm -hmm. fact, it may be the most important thing you consider when you're picking your video game fantasy team. Because if you get a zero, you're done. I got a zero in the fantasy challenge last year for Halo Infinite, and I finished 25th. I was the top finisher with only nine games, and I still only finished 25th. So you have to have all your games if you want to win. This, to me, of all the big games that are currently scheduled to come out this year, is the surest bet for it coming out this year. Um, and I also just believe it's going to be flipping amazing. Uh, I do have one sure bet coming up okay a, a few picks later but uh, yeah. in terms of stuff that we isn't immediate like yeah like this is coming this like before the halfway point of the year i think yep um, um and insomniac always delivers pretty close to release window so uh it feels like a very safe pick both in terms of it existing on the shelves and if this thing doesn't get it in the 90s i will be very disappointed and upset because i would be very like, shocked yeah it looks like this is going to be one of the flagship ps5 titles that everything else gets compared to for a couple of years at agreed least. it's also doing stuff that could not have been done on yeah. the PlayStation 4. It is a next-gen game in every sense of the word. It is not being released for a PlayStation 4. It is built in 4K from the ground up. The stuff that it's doing with like the world warping, that's only because of the SSD. You couldn't do that on an old mm -hmm. mechanical drive. So I, I would have picked Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart if you didn't, so you made the right call there. You picked the right game, Mr. Kyle. Okay, it's time for me to share my first overall pick. And I just want to say that I I took things riskier this year. And I don't, I think a little bit of it was intentional, but I also think from my perspective, a little bit of it was just out of necessity because this is a weird year. I felt like when we started doing this draft, I got to my third pick and I was like, crap, 
what do I do now? And I had to start thinking really hard. It, this is the hardest draft I've done. Uh, Matt, you said that's not the case for you. You felt like you had a bunch of games locked and loaded, ready to pick more. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, like a lot of the games that I had on my list, uh, not necessarily all the ones I picked, because there were some that left over at the end, because mm-hmm. I always get more than you know 10 in case yeah. you pick stuff yep. uh, that I can't. You know, I always want extra stuff left. Um, I feel like some of these, some of my picks might end up being in the 70s um, yeah. on Metacritic, but like is better than not. It's better than, than a zero. Yeah. You know? yep, so like absolutely. that was sort of where I, I went. That's I where went, I was. I'm like, I'm looking for sevens instead of eights this year. <laughs> there are only two games on my list that I like feel like might slip out of this year. Yeah. And uh, one of them I went, I just was, is a nice to have. And the other one is uh, I had to have yeah. just in case. Yep. So Everything else, I feel pretty pretty confident about 2021 release. I have more games than that, Matt. You have some. You got some picks. You got, yep. you're rolling the dice <laughs> way. Well, my like, very first pick yeah. is risky, and yeah, is. and my first pick in the 2021 sifted video game fantasy league draft is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild 2. Very very risky. Zelda games are almost always delayed. Um, they haven't really given us a solid release date for this game in the first place, which makes it even a little yeah. more dicey. But Matt, I'll just be honest with you. I'm hanging my hat on two things. The first thing is that the game has been in development for four years and they already had the engine. And my guess is they already had pretty big chunks of the sequel built Maybe to use for DLC, but if not, to then maybe incorporate into the sequel. Certainly and, a lot of the map is already was already there for them. Yep. And the character models and just a lot of a lot of the legwork has been handled already. So that's yeah, I think I think the bulk of this game development process was A, fleshing out the dungeon stuff, but also like trying to figure out how you make a co-op Zelda game yep. with uh, Link and Zelda. And I know that's not confirmed, but I I will bet you cash money this is a two-player co-op game. Well, I, I think it's a pretty much certain that you're going to spend a good bit of time playing as Princess Zelda at yeah. the very least. And then the other thing that convinced me to draft it first overall is that this year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda. It, the anniversary is really the clincher for me. I, I mean, I think there is a good, a pretty good chance this doesn't come out this year, but I really think they want it to. It would be a huge because mistake. Because of that anniversary. The anniversary makes it so tempting to get this well, out as their big holiday release. The other part of it is right we, ju- we just saw what Nintendo did for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. It was this huge year-long blowout of games. Now, it did not release a new 3D Mario. They released a bunch of old 3D Marios. Yeah. And I would be very disappointed if it... if. They released remasters of old Zelda games instead of Breath of the Wild 2 this year, but the timing is right. Um, mm-hmm. Nintendo would be dumb to not get this game out for the 35th anniversary. It's, but they will wait if it's not done. They will, I know. Um, and that's why it's really risky. I totally I think get there it. Will be, I think you will get you know Switch ports of the HD Wind Waker and Twilight Princess this year. You'll probably get something else. You know, maybe, maybe that long-awaited Skyward Sword HD Probably. And if they need to push this to next year, assuming it's planned for this year, and just release all those HD versions of the old games, they can get away with it. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, uh, I hope we're playing this this fall. Like, to me, the, the, the right upside, time to do it. Yeah. To me, the upside of this game being on my team was worth the risk because yeah, if it does come out, this is probably going to be the highest scoring game of the year. Right. And I, and I'll be honest with you, Matt, even with my first pick, as I started looking down the list, I was like, 
I don't see too many other games I'm pretty confident will get a nine or higher that I am many more certain that is going to come out this year than Breath of the Wild 2. I'll just be mm-hmm. honest. Like everything that was left, I was like, well, I could see that not making it too. So as I started going down and I was like, man, now this game's like a 7.8. And I'm like, well, no, I got to go for Zelda. So The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is my first pick in the 2021 draft. Now back to Matt for his second pick. Uh, Second pick is Horizon Forbidden West. And this was a game and, I was looking at, Matt, and it's like yeah. it's scheduled for the end of the year. Like it could this is, very easily could get delayed to February. Yeah, this is one of my two that I think is a potential to slip. Uh, the other one came out in February or March, as I recall. Um, so it could fall. I, I, but I think this is, if all goes well, Sony's big holiday release. Um, and, uh, you know, in the same way as, as uh, it's, it, I mean, obviously it is not in the same way as Ratchet, because Ratchet is built for PS5. This is going to have a PS4 version. Uh, it's not the same deal. It's a little more Miles Morales-esque. Yep. But I don't, you know, the first one rated really well. I, it was yep. my favorite game of that year. Um, I can't see well. this. I can't see this being anything more other than an improvement. So I definitely wanted it on there, and I knew you'd have your eye on it. Uh, yep. I actually expe- was half expecting you to pick it first. Yep. Well, it was, I waffle between that and Zelda. I honestly, Matt, I think Zelda is more likely to come out this year. That was really my determinant. Although I, I, I do not agree with that. Really? But uh, I, would, I would give them about even odds with each mm. other. I don't know. That anniversary for Zelda really kind of pushes me in that direction, to be honest with you. Um, I think they're going to try, but that's the they're thing. They're more it's incentivized like, to get it out this year, I think. But I also think that Sony doesn't have a lot else. But we have seen that Sony is willing to put nothing out for Christmas and just rely yeah. on multi-platform stuff. So I we'll mean, we've kind of seen Nintendo do that too. So, <laughs> but in the same way that Breath of the Wild too is, you know, it's been the right amount of time. It's been going to be four years um, next month yep. since Horizon One came out. Um, like it, it all adds up. Like there, there is no, there's no like compelling reason not to think that they aren't targeting this this holiday season for this game and Breath of the Wild too. Well, I hope Um, you're right, Matt. We just don't know what will happen between now and then. Because I'll be honest with you. I would, if I had to sacrifice losing our fantasy league to be able to play Horizon this year, I'll take it. I'll take Mm -hmm. losing the league to play Horizon in 2021. Um, Again, I'm not going to repeat everything you said. It's a great pick. um, But I think this, this season is just dicey, man. Like, I just don't feel confident about anything. And I think... That started to reflect my picks after a while. I was like, this is all a crap shoot. So I might as well just aim high with my crap shooting. And that's well, I only, what I did. I, I only feel the need to crap shoot two games because that's how many alternates we have. So yeah. I did that. I went, I went above and beyond, Kyle. Yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's Matt's second pick, Horizon Forbidden West. All of us have our fingers crossed that this game makes it out for 2021. Uh, it's time for my second pick. And this is where I just started to break down a little bit. Matt, I think this pick took me what, like eight minutes to make? Took a while. I mean, I was playing. Like, I was playing. Uh, so you weren't noticing the time. I was playing Doom while you were doing this. So like, because <laughs> I, I'd see the thing pop up and be like, all right, and I type in my next one and just go back to Doom. Um, I tend to have my list pretty much done before we do these, um, and then I'll just like adjust on the fly if you pick something that I wanted. Yep. Um, well, after I share what my pick is, I'll uh, I'll share what I texted to Matt when I made the pick. Mm-hmm. And my pick is Resident Evil Village. Um, and as I said in Game Face 243, we cannot show you this game. Um, we're not right. allowed to put footage of the game in the show. 
uh, because we'll get copyright strikes. So um, you just got to trust me on this one that I'm very excited about it. Um, again, I feel like it's it's stepping in the same puddle uh, that Resident Evil 4 did. It's more of a rural setting. Um, it's a little more mystical and based upon supernatural stuff instead of the T-virus, although I'm sure at the end it'll end up being some kind of a virus that caused everything. But that's what I liked about Resident Evil 4. It wasn't like every cinematic was like, the T-virus, the V-virus, the virus, the virus, the virus. It was like, there are these crazy people trying to kill us. How can we survive? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I like that about RE7, and it looks to me like Village is going to be is going to have that same bent. Um, so I am really excited for it. I am a big Resident Evil fan. Um, I went back and looked at Resident Evil 7. Its Metacritic score ended up being like an 8.7. And again, as I was looking down this list, I was like, where are more 8.7s? I really can't find too many of them that I'm pretty certain are going to come out this year. Um, this game does have pretty much a hard date. Uh, and it is earlier-ish in the year, um, not ex- an exact date, but they're like mid-2021. like 2021. I'm pretty confident they'll get it out before the end of the year, and I'm really excited for it. Um, so it was kind of a safe pick. And then to go to what I was saying earlier, when I made this pick, when I texted Matt, I said, Ari Village, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, this came a lot earlier than I thought it would. But I, uh, that's what I'm saying because I started looking down. I'm like, I don't see any other game guaranteed to score an eight points. And not that this one is either, obviously, mm-hmm. but that, that's the comp. It's got, a, with the, it's got a track record. Yeah, it's it's comp. So I didn't see any higher comps that I was really confident that the game was coming out this year. And you're right. I did pick it early, but I was afraid that you might go through the process and see the same stuff that I did and be like, oh, well, I guess I have to pick Resident Evil and I would miss it. So no, this, um, this one was actually pretty far in my mid list. OK, uh, you, were, you were pretty safe with this one. Well, also, you're wait. Yeah. Also, well, with your next pick, I think it's if I had known how you felt about this next game, right. I definitely wouldn't have taken it. But knowing now, I can see why you made this pick. And that pick is Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, um, which, which I am fairly two forty three. He just said is like one of the best RPGs he's played. Yeah. So because I'm playing the early access of it periodically, and they're hitting it out of the park. Uh, I'm not saying go buy, spend sixty dollars on a game that won't be out for months yet to play early access necessarily. But I knew I was going to buy it when it came out just because I like Baldur's Gate D and D stuff. So I went ahead and did it, and I'm glad I did because I enjoyed the early access a lot and playing with the different character builds and all that. Um, I will say this. I'm pretty sure this is going to be out this year. I think they'll make their October, November target. Um, they, you know, they said when it came out in early access, they had about a year left, and I think that'll hold. They've been updating it pretty regularly. Oh, it's, it's going to make it's, it. I have no doubts. It. Yeah. And I will say this. Uh, I mean, I, this was not one of my first or second pick because I knew you weren't going to go for it. I mean, you could have um, taken this a lot later. Probably could have, but yeah. I was very. I want. I definitely wanted to get it locked in because I think this game's going to be like a ninety-five. Wow! I think this might. If, if, if to get that a, in the third slot, if there's a game that has a high that has has a shot at competing with Zelda for top reviewed game of the year, it's this one. Wow! So Those are some is, big words coming from you, Matt. This is Larian firing on all cylinders, even just in Act One with this early act, even as buggy and early access as it is, you can see what this thing's going to be. And it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm very excited. That, look, if this game beats me, that's okay. I am very excited to hear that about Baldur's Gate three. Cause my expectations for it were, I'll be honest with you. I may not have even drafted it. So um, I am very happy to hear, especially coming from you that you are enjoying Baldur's Gate three that much. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, 
I mean, I I expected to be pretty good just coming off of you know the Divinity Original Sin games, but yeah. like Larian is just stepping it up. I mean, they are improving the pen and paper game in the tweaks they're making to the rules in this version. Wow. Um, it's so much fun to play. All the different characters feel like themselves. Like they capture what it's like to play the characters in a tabletop game, but they also still make it fun as a video game. Um, you can approach the, the conversations very differently and relate to the different like party characters different. Like it's it's all there, and there's a lot of interaction with the elements and sort of you know playing with the environment, like height, like giving advantage for for projectile attacks. Like it's all there. The systems are all there for you to play around with and experiment with, and it works really well. And it'll only continue to work even better as they polish it up and get the last. And it's it's a huge game already, <laughs> and you don't even get to Baldur's Gate. Wow! In, the, in, the, in Act One of the Act One, pretty much ends with you finally getting to Baldur's Gate, and like you know that that city is going to be crazy when they finally get it done for the final release. It's it's uh it's it's the most excited I've been about a Western like kind of you know like point and click RPG in forever. It's it's really exciting. Great to hear, man. That is good flipping news. Um, and then my next pick. This is where. <laughs> I looked at Zelda and I was like, oh crap, maybe I've just completely ruined my chances at winning this. I'm going to go a little bit safer from here on out. And I didn't. But with this pick, I did. Uh, and my pick is Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I just came off playing the demo on Switch. I think it's still up if you guys want to check it out. Um, it is a pretty beefy demo. You, there are two different hunts you can go on. Uh, and then there are two kind of single player training missions you can play through if you want to give it a spin for yourself. And it's not that I was even all that impressed with it, to be honest with you. I am not a gigantic Monster Hunter fan. Um, I've got into a couple of them. I played Try way too much. Um, but once I played that, I was like, I kind of get it. I'll wait and see if like a new one comes out that actually kind of breaks the mold. Uh, well, then Monster Hunter World came out and it was pretty much just try, but in it, but at 1080p. Um, and I played it and I enjoyed it for a while, but I didn't stick with it. Um, but then I played this demo and what I came away with playing this demo is that it's just as good as Monster Hunter World. In fact, I think Monster Hunter fans will probably say it's a little better because it actually brings a couple new features into the franchise that haven't been there before, like basically being able to use a grapple hook, uh, being able to use enemies as mounts. Um, that stuff may not seem like a big deal to you, but when you grind away at Monster Hunter, that little stuff ends up making a big difference. And then all the rest of it is just the same stuff that you got in World. It's just as big. It's just as sprawling. It will last just as long. There's going to be a long DLC trail for this game, just like there was for World. Now, obviously, it doesn't look quite as good as Monster Hunter World, but it looks freaking amazing for a Switch game. Um, that was another thing. For a third-party Switch game especially, I was really impressed with the visuals in this game. Um, Monster Hunter World is sitting at like a 9, but Matt, I think when I actually had it in our draft when it came out, I think when it came out, it was actually higher than that, and then over time, it dropped down. So I think the score I got credited for was like a 9.1 or 9.2, um, but now it's slowly gone down to a 9. Still... For me, with like, you know, the fourth or fifth pick in a fantasy draft, if I think I can get around a nine from that, um, I'll take it. And the fact that there just aren't, there's not much competition on Switch as well, uh, that makes me think that maybe some of the, the uh, publications that only tackle Nintendo stuff might give it a little bit of a bump as well. So um, I think it's a safe pick. I know it's coming out in like a month and a half. It has a hard release date. A demo's out there already. Uh, so Monster Hunter Rise was my pick in that slot. Yeah, pretty safe, but I do think uh, I my only concern on this one in terms of having it on a on the fantasy team would be online plus Nintendo equals nervous. 
Yeah, but I'll um, say this. I already tried it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of cheating a little bit on this one, like you cheated on Baldur's Gate, I guess, because I've actually played it. So um, I mean, I think you're at least like a solid 8.5 in the very worst case scenario here. So. Well, I, I would never say that, <laughs> but but I would say that I'm pretty confident. Look, that it's, it's, it's Monster Hunter. Like, I, it's inexplicably popular. I can't stand these games. I don't understand like, it either, Matt. It's going to rate real high, whether it's good or not. And there's so. going to be millions of people that play it. Yeah. So it's just the way it is. Um, and again, I this... You guys will figure out real quick if you haven't watched one of these drafts before. This isn't about what Matt and I think are like going to be the best games. It's what we think are going to review the best. That's yeah. all that matters. The actual quality of the yeah, game I mean, doesn't I mean, matter. Cyber, Cyberpunk was still a pretty solid first pick for you last yeah. year, even yeah. with how it turned out and you know what we talked about earlier today. Well, it also helps when the cutoff happens, right? So right. when I when we cut it off and we had to calculate the scores, its aggregate was still a 9.0. Now it's lower, but and that happened with Monster Hunter World as well. It was higher whenever we did the calculations. Right, that so. was a late year, late in the year release. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that's my pick. I feel pretty good about it. I definitely know it's coming out. Um, and after some of my other picks, that puts my my heart at ease. So what's your next pick, Matt? Uh, my next pick is another is a safe one. Um, is it? Uh, yeah, it's coming out next month. Far is Cry it? Six. Yeah. Why have we not? Why is there no pre-promotion for this game? Mm, we have two know. trailers for this game. One was a teaser, and then the full well, version of the teaser. Well, one's and then like there's the trailer with, with you know with Giovanni or not Giovanni. Rapisi, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a trailer yeah. with him, and then there's this what we're looking at right now is the is the opening credits of the game, right? Yeah, um, by the guy who did the opening to Westworld. Yeah, and, um, and that's all there is. That's We've it. not seen any gameplay, else, anything. No. But it's coming out in February. I didn't even realize that it was February, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really it, thought this game wouldn't come out this year. I didn't well, I thought it had a, a decent chance to not come out this year. No, it's but Ubisoft needs coming it. out this year. Because also while we're doing this draft, and this is what you guys should do while you're doing live drafts or you're picking, like go and look at like what publishers are putting out. So I searched like Ubisoft games in 2021. And there was nothing there. It was like Roller Champions and Far Cry. Like Chat's saying it got delayed, so I guess it's not next week. Oh, okay. Month. But okay. it will come. I think it'll come out this year. Well, look, if it was scheduled for February, then yeah, chances are really good that it'll make it before the end of the year. But I was under the yeah. impression that it was going to be dicey. So you're. No, it's supposed to be out February 18th originally. Yeah. But um, what what makes you think that this will review well, Matt? Because I I looked at this game and the last one got like a seven point eight mm -hmm. or something aggregate. Um, I think they will readjust. I think the setting is more compelling. I think the use of city areas is going to change up how it works. Agreed. Uh, That's what makes exciting for me. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, there's still a lot of open wild areas, yeah. but there is a big like Havana. There's an urban hub, yeah. Where you can do that. And there's going to be like some parkour stuff that that is involved. Like, so that, that's that's changing it up. Should be interesting. Um, and also, just like it's coming out. Yeah. Like, like at a certain point in these lists, it's like that's where I, it gets. I'm 100 sure this will come out this year. I mean, I got to the point by my fifth pick. I was like, what is something I'm sure is coming out that I think is going to score above a seven? Like, that's where I got to very quickly this year in the draft. And I think, Matt, part of it is that this is the first draft we've done during a console transition. Mm -hmm. we, we didn't do it before. But when Marcus and I did the first draft, the new consoles were out already. And there also wasn't, there was a clean break then. 
Like there wasn't a lot of carryover from the PS3 to the PS4. Like it just didn't work that way. Like it does now where you have like, Mm -hmm. they're creating versions that need to run on two platforms. And maybe that makes the game get delayed. Like there's a lot of other factors you have to consider when you're in a console transition that you didn't before. Like a lot of the games that have been announced for these consoles, like I don't want to pick them because I'm just like, bro, you're like, yep, 2021. And that's all you tell me. Like, and if it's a new game or you don't know that it's been in development for a long time, it gets really dicey to make those picks. So this is what I was saying, why I thought this draft was so hard. I think the console transition made it much more difficult than it normally is in any other year. Um, so anyway, I know I just said, you know, I was surprised that Matt took Far Cry 6, but I'm guessing Matt was surprised when I made this next pick as well. Um, and my next pick in the draft is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I wasn't surprised, but you just won't listen to me on this one. (laughs) Yeah, I won't. I definitely won't. Um, This was another case where I, so what I was just saying, like this was the point where I was like, okay, I could pick God of War Ragnarok, which let's say it has a 50% chance of coming out this year. I think it's better than that, but you probably think it's 50 or less. Um, That's probably going to get like a 9 to a 9.5 or... I could pick some other game that I'll be happy if it gets a 7.5. And I honestly, Matt, at this point, I thought you were going to start realizing it too and that you were going to pick God of War. That's why I took it here. I I was like, oh man, I think I I let it fall maybe too far already. I need to take it now because I think Matt may take it. Because I was just looking and I think if you look at your next pick, maybe that makes sense. And I don't want to ruin it. I want to spoil the surprise of what your next pick is. But I mean... I don't know. We'll let everyone else decide when they see what your next pick is. But that was where uh, my head was. Right. Uh, I will bet cash money this game isn't coming out this year. Wow. I have 0% chance this game. And you're not, you don't have any insider information. I do not. Okay. I just do not believe for one second God of War comes out this year. Okay. Um, Um, Well, the way I looked at it was, you know what? The risk reward, if it does come out, I have game of the, probably game game of the year on my squad. Um, And at that point, I hadn't run out of alternates yet. (laughs) And I really thought you were going to pick it. No, you could have picked this 10th. I still would have gotten it. Wow. Never have picked this game ever. It's, It's been four years since the last one came out. Obviously, they've, just like with Zelda, they've done a lot of the heavy lifting on this game already as far as the engine and the art and the assets and the setting and all that type of stuff. Um, character models, music. I mean, you could go on and on about a lot of the nuts and bolts of game development that was already taken care of by the first game. Um, and the, the trailer says 2021. Um, these games, to the, the demo, best of The demo said Cyberpunk's going to be good. So, <laughs> like I, I, I said, you know, like I just said before, skeptical eye at everything they show you. Yeah, like, I know that. But I don't know. I mean, what else you got to go on? Other than how long it's had to be worked on and what they tell you. There's, unless you have insider information. I don't have insider information, but I do have 41 years of following this industry and God of War ain't coming out this year. So stay tuned for uh, Shane's first alternate pick because that's what's going <laughs> to Well, I hope to God you're wrong. I hope to the God of War that you're wrong. It'll be very good for your t- I mean, look, I don't think you have a bad first alternate pick. And I'll say this too. Like, if, it, if I do get it, I will probably win the league. It will be hard for you to overcome a 9 to a 9.5 at that slot if I get it. So I went for the juggler with this pick. But I I think all three of my first three picks are 9 plus. Yeah. So if they all come out, you'll need God of War. That's true. That could be. 
Uh, so anyway, I'm far more confident it's coming out this year than Matt. Um, I also don't remember a God of War ever being delayed. Do you? Um, yeah, I, I, I want to say God of War, the original, like the, the last one got pushed a couple months. Was it? If I remember right, yeah. I don't remember, I gotta, but the franchise gotta, isn't one that's synonymous with delays, I guess is what I'm No, I mean, they, the, Sony Santa Monica tends to run a pretty tight ship. Uh, yep. But like, I just don't see it happening. Like, it's going to have to be up against uh, Horizon almost in the same window. Um, we'll see. That would make for a great second Christmas for the PlayStation Five. That would be uh, that would be a nice. I mean, I don't think they would step on each other's toes much if you put them a month apart. Yeah, it would be like but, one October, one November, maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah, give them enough time to finish it. Yep. I just don't. We'll see. I just don't think so. I'm just going to keep the fingers crossed um, because it could be the difference for me in this. I mean, they, sure, it says 2021 on that uh, on that teaser, but all it was was a logo. We haven't seen yeah. anything from this. Game. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, but Sony also, if you remember, like the way it does business now, that's how it goes. Yeah, it's like it typically well, puts out a trailer, and then you don't really get a ramp up until like six months before the game comes out. Provided there's an E3, you'll get something at E3, Somewhat. but other, I mean, otherwise... And you're also, like, like, you know, we're probably up in the same place, like you said, like, it's the first one we've done during a uh, console transition, yep. um, and Sony may be transitioning to a different way of revealing these things. It's possible. Um, yep. Just to stop the long tail on things, you know, as opposed to, like, The Last of Us Part Two, which I think we saw ye- literally years before it came out. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah we'll, I mean, we'll see. I... I have no I have no problem with you having that game on your on your team. I don't think it's gonna do you any good. Okay. Um and now for Matt's pick, which I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> that it, after I saw his pick, I felt like I had made the right decision with God of War Ragnarok. And your pick is Psychonauts 2, uh, which screwed me over last year. <clears throat> but, which would have uh, been my next pick, by the way. So Yeah. But um <laughs> I think, you know, seems pretty on target for coming out this year. I think it's gonna rate pretty well. Um it's not My gonna, question it's not going to God of War Ragnarok rate well, but uh, it's going to rate pretty. I, I, I see this definitely in the mid eights. Yeah. Uh, my question is, do modern critics who are 20, 25, do they like 3D platformers? They like Psychonauts. Do they? Yeah. Well, I'm I don't know. <laughs> they weren't even alive, some of them, when the last like, game. Of course they were. They're, like, if they're in their 20s. They were like 8 or whatever. They played, this, they played that game when they were like 8, 9, 10, 12. Yeah. And it's prime, prime nostalgia bait for them, and it's prime just I like stuff that Double Fine makes for me. It, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be good, like great, yeah. actually. Um, I think people like us will give it high scores. I don't know if the younger editors will. I, they will. It's, it's, it's a solid concept, even if you don't know what the first game is. Yeah, and a lot of it will depend on just how funny it is as well, like how yeah. good is the writing, because that was really kind of the secret sauce from the first game. Yeah. And I that's mean, a e- tangent, or like a, an intangible, like you don't is, know. But, they, but the E3 demo uh, in 2019 was, it was like no time had passed at all. Like they, true. They, they nailed it. So. Yeah. I do, I do have faith in this game, as I said, and I think I even said in our text message exchange, fuck, that was my next pick. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That was my next pick. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> That's what I texted mm-hmm. you last night after you made this pick. And then I think I did, then proceeded to spend 10 minutes on my next yeah, this, pick. This was your longest gap. If I because right. this was really, for me, where it just broke down. It was, to be I just, fair, I had this your next pick on my list, too. It was probably going to be either my next pick or the pick after that. I think people will be surprised by this pick, though, to be perfectly honest with you. And after the draft was over, I... I'll say this, Matt. I kind of regretted it a little bit, and I'll explain. Maybe I, I, I mean, I think for this far down the list, it's a pretty solid pick. I'll explain why. Um, so my next game, my next pick is 
Bravely Default 2. And I'm, some people watching this may be like, what the hell is Bravely Default 2? Bravely Default was a JRPG on the 3DS. Its Metacritic average is like an 8.7. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I had already spent 10 minutes trying to pick my next game, and I came across Bravely Default 2, and I was like, oh, there's the pick. But I... <laughs> As soon as the draft was over, I looked at my games. I was like, what games give me concern? And I saw Bravely Default 2. And so I went and I watched a trailer. And I totally realized that what I had forgotten was the game is basically still running on the same engine as the its predecessor, the 3DS game. The yeah, game they basically looks, just up the res. The game looks terrible. Um, I think it looks nice. Really? I, but I like the art style. I use. like the art, but I don't like the character models at all. No Monster Hunter Rise. But, uh, <laughs> and from a technical perspective, it is bottom of the barrel on Switch, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think it'll get docked like a huge amount for its no, graphics. I don't think so, but it does look like it started life as a 3DS game. It does. And that was did. what and it probably did. And that is what gave me pause after I had made the pick. Do I think now that it'll get like an 8.7, 8.8? No. I think at this point I'll be happy with like an 8. Um, but that's I where I got. To. The, I think it'll be in the eights. I you think, think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, graphics live or die on the on RPGs that much, unless you're talking about like a Final Fantasy like big production. Like people, reviewers know what Bravely Default's trying to be. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it'll hurt it that much. I hope not. But anyway, I did regret this pick a little bit. But this also is definitely coming out this year. Its release date is in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like after I so I made the Zelda pick. I got cautious. I picked Monster Hunter Rise. Then I picked God of War Ragnarok, and I was like, oh, God, I got to get concerned. What have I done? (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, then that was the other thing I started doing, Matt, was looking for games that I thought would score high that were had a hard date in the first six months of the year. Mm -hmm. And this one has one. It has an exact date. Um, There's already a demo for this out as well. I was like, it's definitely coming this year. I think it'll get above an eight. I'm making the pick, and that's what I did. So there you go. Bravely Default. I, it'll be interesting to see how many of you guys picked that game for your uh, Sifted Fantasy Challenge. I'm guessing not a lot, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up for you, this is also a game that was on my radar, particularly after a couple games had been delayed over the last couple weeks and were kind of either dicey or not coming out this year. And that game is... Back for Blood. Yeah. Left for Dead 3, if we're being Pretty honest. much, yeah. Um, this is obviously you know a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't have a huge amount of interest in it because I don't really play online stuff much anymore. But or looks, shooters, for that matter. Or shooters. Uh, also, I played Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 probably 500 hours or more. Dude, that game was huge and, at G4, the first Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and much like Fantasy Star Online, it's just one of those things I played so much I never want to see it again. It's like, <laughs> when, it's like when you eat so much chocolate and you just don't want to look at dessert for like a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm st- I still look at... Like, even watching the trailers for this game makes me feel like, oh, no, I don't want to do that again. Like It, it just... It, I like how we played that game so much. It was dude so at G four. It was huge. I remember Jess, who now works at Sony Santa Monica. She was the the Pied Piper at, yeah. after work every night. She'd right. walk around the office and yeah. be like, "Hey, we're playing Left 4 Dead at eight. If you want to get in yeah. or whatever, we gather everybody to come yeah. come to the game lab and play." I miss that man. That's that's oh, yeah. the type of stuff that I miss about working in an office and having to work by myself. Just the camaraderie of yeah, being. I miss it, but people. also like I miss 
Yeah, it wouldn't be the same without the same people. Oh, everybody, of course. Everybody of course. grew up and moved on, you know. But you end up meeting new people at your. It's just sure. like I moved to game trailers and I end up making a whole new set of awesome friends there. That's just kind of how it works. So sure, but all those people are now old and they are their own thing too. Yeah. So, so I need to get another job where I work around people to meet even more friends. 20, you need to make some twenty-year-old <laughs> friends. I don't know if that would work at this point, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sell it like I used to, unfortunately. Uh, so anyway, get back to Back for Blood. Yeah, it's um, so. I, I mean, I think it's going to rate well. I think it's going to you know deliver on on what they're trying to do with it and what they're trying to you know. Well, they put out a huge chunk of gameplay and yeah. it looks flipping awesome. Trying to like, evoke the nostalgia for the for the Left yeah. Dead games, but they're also pushing it forward in new ways. Like I don't you know I don't want to necessarily play it because I've just I've done my time in the in the four player co op zombie trenches. But there's nothing about this game that doesn't look great as to what they're trying to do. My big concern is this: is there any single player element to it at all? And if there isn't, and if there isn't, will it hurt it? Uh, probably not. Like I, I'd be, I, I think no single player might actually be better than some single. Player <laughs> that may be right single, about that. Actually, single player can ding the score more than no single. <laughs> That's player actually a really that. good point. You're right. Um, but it seems to be slated to, you know, be coming out somewhere in mid year, like, so, like it looks like a summer release sort of thing. I mean, look, um, World War Z ended up at like a seven or something like yeah, that. So, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're looking at the genre and the comps, like this yeah. to me looks like it should do far better than that. And on top of that, it's not like it really has any competition. No. So. Yeah, I mean that's why it exists because there was no competition for Left 4 yeah. Dead. Still, like, like the last year, we've got stuff like World. Yeah, War people have made, but nothing. No one's ever indie. made anything that matches what Left 4 Dead. Big was. budget. Yeah, I yeah, mean big, this. Well, also just this the polish and the and the the verve. You know, there's yep. something about Left 4 Dead that none of those imitators have ever had. Agreed. And if anyone's going to capture that again, it's the people that made Left 4 Dead. Yeah. So. And I will say this: I it looks did like they're like, doing it. Yeah. For real. I did like World War Z. And you could probably find that game for either free on whatever cheap. Yeah. service you're on or just really cheap. And uh, if you don't want to spend the full money on Back for Blood, it's a pretty good alternative. Or if you just uh, want something to play that's like it while you're waiting. Yeah. That's a, yeah, to warm up for Back for Blood. This game also guaranteed to come out this year. Guaranteed. Yeah. It has a hard release date, mid, early in the year. Um, it's about as safe as it can get. Um, Super Master Gamer, thank you for Twitch Prime, man. I appreciate it. Um, okay, it's time for my next pick. And this is where I really started reaching. Matt, I'm curious to see if you think this next pick of mine is one of the games that you don't think may make it. Oh, it um, certainly is. It is? Okay. <laughs> um, my next pick is Dying Light 2. And I'm on the fence on whether this is <laughs> dicey or not, to be honest with you. Because the game was supposed to come out last year. And it was At delayed. Least. It was delayed because of COVID. So my or thought... Or because they keep losing department heads. Yeah. Like, there's something going on with this thing. Or like, just at the studio in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there's... Look, if this thing does come out, and it looks like they've got something special on their on their head, at least judging by that last E3 demo, who knows what's happened in the year and a half since then. Um, but what they're trying to make is really cool. Yeah, I saw it at E3. It blew my mind. Um, and it, it reminded me nothing of the first one, which no, I was not a huge fan of. I know a lot of people really got into it, and some people spent literally like hundreds of hours playing it. I, I played the first game for like 100 hours. And a lot I of people did. Don't even fully know why. Like I, It I never clicked with me. I didn't like it early on, and then as soon as I got the grappling hook, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah. and I didn't get the grappling hook for like six, seven hours. Like, yeah. it, it was definitely... I got the grappling hook and really clicked with the game long after it was reasonable to give up. 
No. So like when you say you bounced, when you say you just uh, you didn't get into it and you walked walked away, like I totally understand what you're talking about because I should have, and I just kept going back for some reason, and at some point it just worked, and I played it for like another eighty hours. I never even finished it. A lot of people are like that. The fucking city. It became a huge game. They ended up selling like thirteen million copies of the first game. They just Um, put out more DLC for it. I know. They haven't given up. They keep supporting it. Um, So again, that's another reason why I do think it's coming out this year. They're still putting out DLC for the first game. I do not think that they would do that if at the detriment of their new project. Um, I also talked to the studio when I saw the game at E3 2019. They were already telling me that it was like pretty much complete and they were like wrapping up bugs and finalizing some of the content. So... I feel pretty confident it's coming out this year. Again, it was supposed to be released last year. So it might get dicey. We may get into August or September and where I'm still sitting here like twiddling my thumbs being like, okay, I need to hear something about now. But then when E3 happens in September, as Pactor has predicted, I think Mm -hmm. that's when we'll get maybe the final release date stuff. Here's here's my uh, bold counterpoint. Non-zero chance this game gets canceled. Do you think it could be canceled? Canceled. You're saying. Like, uh, we will never see Dying Light, dude. I would be surprised. I mean, th- dude, this game looks so good, like, two it years did, ago. But something <laughs> is up. They I agree. Losing people. There's something weird going on Something's there. It going could be, on. It could be another Jason, CD Projekt Red cult, you're right. Oh, yeah. Prior Jason Schreier is going to have an article about this motherfucker, I assure you. But, I wouldn't be surprised. But if it does come out this year, it is a great pick. I think, I think it's going to be a, a big deal. Again, at this point, I was just like, what do I think is going to come out this year that'll get higher than an eight? <laughs> like the first Dying Light, by the way, Matt, only has like a 76 aggregate score. Yeah, I mean, I think, but but what they're doing at Dying Light too, like there's there's innovation yeah, yeah. here, there's ideas. Like it's, I think it's kind of different. Can you think of many games that got that Metacritic score that sold 13 million copies? Not a lot. Not too many. Certainly yeah. nothing with legs like that thing had. Like yeah. it's just it's crazy. Yeah. It's but when you're a small studio and 13 million people buy your game, you shift gears a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah. we have a bunch of new fans. We got to keep them happy. So yeah. And meanwhile, your main competition is making Dead Island too. Right. And not managing to get that done. Uh, and it's that's a that game is a disaster yeah, and probably the, will be canceled someday. Because this is the team that made Dying Island, the Dead Island one. Yep. And then moved on. Because Dying Light is basically Dead Island two. Right. In a, I, in a very a competent studio, yeah. yeah. But the people who <laughs> the people who basically and for the story that I heard goes that basically they wanted to make Dying Light. That was their idea for Dead Island too, and uh, the publisher was like, "No, just do Dying, Dead Island again. Like yeah. we don't don't like innovate or do anything different. Just make it again and sell the same thing." And they didn't want to do that, so they they went up and made it. And I All think they the made money. the right choice. Yeah, in the they end. absolutely like, did. To have worked well, out pretty provided well. this game doesn't get canceled, I guess. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Dead Island Two is on its what third redo. Yeah, still no sign of yeah. anything. Still watching that same trailer from the Venice Boardwalk. I, I mean, I've pre- seen a hundred times. I appreciate your there's the wild swings of this you know monster hunter oh real estate got a war crazy boy like what are you doing like, <laughs> back to bravely default super safe we got a hard release or they dying light too who fucking knows where that game is this is like, <laughs> like up and down up and down up and down it's I've I, this has been a schizophrenic draft for me to say the least I would yeah. do something and then try to counter it do something and then try to counter it. Again, I just really struggled to, as I got to like the fourth or fifth pick, to find games I knew were coming out this year that were going to score decently. I just did. And I was like, I started diving into the pile of indie stuff, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this. All I know is the studio that made it. 
And then in some of those cases, that studio, the new game was like a brand new genre. And I was like, mm-hmm. or it wasn't a sequel. And I was like, well, do I know if this studio can work on a new genre and make it great? I don't know. So it just got my, I got all twisted up mentally doing this draft. Again, the most difficult one that I've done. Yeah, I think uh, God of War and Dying Light are your two, al- you're going to get your alternates in those slots. I, right. I, I'm pretty, well, I, I think Dying Light has a better chance than God of War, actually. I'm, Minor, like I'll, I'll give Dying Light a five to ten percent chance of coming out this year. Um, really, I would like, I would five like to it. ten. Wow, I don't, I don't think it's that. I, I would like it to because I'm very curious about this thing. It's written by Chris Avalone, who's written some yeah. of my favorite things ever. The branching story stuff is fascinating to me, like, like legit the, branching stories, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like legit, like you cannot see the whole game in one playthrough, yeah, things or even so two, much. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jim Rain, thanks for all the subs, man. As always, you rock. Making We'd it love to see it. I don't think we will. Okay. Hell, I just love to see some footage of it. Of what? Year, like, of, of Dying Light 2. Yeah, I we mean, haven't seen anything new from it in a long time. Yeah. It was E3, that big demo that we, they released. We have had more so-and-so head of whatever has left the studio <laughs> more than we've seen new like preview footage. It's a reckoning, dude. People aren't putting up with the old BS anymore that was going yeah. on in the games industry. And some of these people that refuse to evolve... They're going to become extinct. Let's just yeah. be honest. That's how it works. Progress or die. Um, so anyway, that's my pick. It might be a little dicey. I definitely don't think it's as dicey as Matt does. Uh, the fact that it was scheduled for release last year puts my mind at ease. Because um, at least in their mind, it was nearly finished. So it could be canceled because the whole team falls apart. I think that's unlikely after all the money they put into it. Um, next up, Matt, your pick. Uh, my pick is this, is this is the safest pick not it doesn't get any safer than this one. This, in terms of coming out this year, this is my safest pick, and it is Hitman 3. Yep. And, and to be clear, we made these picks before the review embargo. Yeah, we did so the I draft last night. And so I still didn't know what this thing was going to get. Now, to be fair, this morning I looked, and I was like, what the fuck? I did not think Hitman was going to I mean, it's early. We, we haven't seen all the reviews, but it's like story better than I thought it would. Oh, well, I did know that the embargo was breaking today for the game uh, because I reached out to them and asked for code, and they're like, we can't give it to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I figured the embargo was today or tomorrow. Which was, I'll be honest with you, it's why I did not pick it earlier um, because I just, I was afraid, honestly, that there was maybe a review out there already that I just hadn't seen. Maybe they gave IGN the midnight, whatever, embargo. I didn't know. I um, mean, I knew the reviews were coming out today. Um, so I intentionally stayed well, away. I looked unsifted and it wasn't there, so I figured nothing had come out yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I wasn't even looking at Sifted. I was literally completely engrossed in this draft. I was, it took over everything that I had. Um, so I wasn't paying attention. But anyway, totally legal, totally legit that Matt picked Hitman 3. And the reviews came out today. And they're way higher than they're I thought they there. would be. Yeah, yeah, I did not. I mean, I was thinking, like, yeah, that's a solid eight, right? Yeah. But it's up. I mean, we'll see how it lasts. Yeah. But, you know. Because it has to last till the end of the year. Yeah, um, and also like, reviews, it has to last wow. to, the, to the end of the week. Like a lot of people did not get early code on this thing. So yeah, people are going to be getting their reviews up as we move forward after it goes live tonight. So and to get we'll that that score at that position, that's huge. Like I said, I'm begging for like an eight through the rest of this draft. So mm. to see it score where it's at already, and it probably will come down maybe a tenth or two before it's all said and done. Still win, huge yeah. win. I think it'll be it'll stay in the eights, I'm pretty yep. sure. And as we said in uh, Game Face 243, uh, we'll be talking about Hitman 3 in uh, next Tuesday's episode of Game Face. Unfortunately, as I just said, we did not get review code for that one. Um, okay, it's my turn for my next pick. 
And this one, I don't know. Maybe this one's dicey too, Matt. I, it isn't. It has a hard release date yeah, already. I think this is fine. Yep. Uh, I, think, my next, I think you're. I think you're risking the score more than the release date on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> looking for that eight. Uh, my next pick is Death Loop. Uh, Death Loop is coming from Arcane Leon. Um, if you read like all the coverage of this game, they just say arcane and they're like, Oh, the guys that made dishonored and dishonored. No, it's not no, the same it's team. Different team. It's yeah. a different team. Um, now I do believe that if arcane is going to put its name on a studio, that it's going to have some kind of oversight and yeah. probably is going to assist in development at certain points. Um, so I do have an expectation of a certain level of competency and quality from this oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. But really, what really sold sold me on it more than anything is the concept. I mean, you're playing as a group of assassins that are kind of trapped in Groundhog Day. You're racing these other assassins to win to complete contracts, um, and it's something unique. It could go terribly wrong and be terrible, or it could be one of those games that people will remember 2021 for because it did something completely different. Um, so between those two things, Arcane does give me a little bit of comfort. The new concept I I thought was cool. Um, it again, I think it might get around an eight and I know it's coming out. It's release date, I think is in March as well. Um, so the chances of it getting delayed out of 2021 are very slim to yeah, none. It's already delayed out of 2020. Right. So. Yeah. So it's, and again, it has a hard date that yeah. to me makes a big difference than just saying early or late or a quarter or whatever. Um, once you do that, a lot of marketing deals lock into place and you're kind of locked in. So do I think this game is going to get anywhere near a nine? Hell no, I do not. Um, but I do think it has a pretty good chance to be a 7.5 to like an 8.1 or an 8.2. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the draft, like that's just really what I'm looking for. And I found it in Deathloop. So um, also probably one of Bethesda's last multi-platform games before yeah. it gets fully assimilated into the Microsoft Borg. So a little bit of a milestone as well in that regard, but that had nothing to do with why I picked it for sure. But, but it does look interesting. Um, it is a unique concept. The pedigree is there. Bethesda is there. Although like with CD project red after fallout 76, I don't have as much confidence in Bethesda as I used to either. So it's yeah, dicey. I'm not going to pin their problems on Arcane. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But it, look, it is a dicey pick a little bit. Not as far as whether I'll get a zero. But I mean, I could get like a six out of this. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Like, it is a little... I mean, the only concern I'd have in that regard... I mean, obviously, it could turn out to be bad. But like mm -hmm. the other thing is, like, I does look... The thing I've noticed about this game is it's very hard to explain what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's a yep. hard elevator pitch. Yep. And um, in the same way that Tenet is, I guess. And... Um, my concern would be that it would be a high skill ceiling uh, game. It's and possible. Sometimes those don't review very well because reviewers don't have time or the energy to like kind of get good at them and really figure out how they tick. And they end up feeling that like they missed the point and they don't get it. So they kind of give it a lower score as a result. As a result. I'd, be wor I'd be worried about like that effect like the effect of, like, it's a really good game but like the reviewers don't really get a chance to give it a fair shake so it becomes like a lower score than it should get kind of thing my big fear about it is that people dock it because you're doing the same thing over and over again mm, yeah. it's like if you have to keep replaying the same mission over and right. over again trying to perfect it to beat the other assassins to the target some people aren't going to like that so oh, yeah i mean that's true but at the same time if that's your problem with the game then don't talk to me about fortnite yeah, or any shooter for that matter. Any, yeah, any, any multiplayer shooter. shooter. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, I'm not 
crazy excited by having Deathloop there, um, but I wasn't crazy excited about pretty much any of the rest of my picks in this draft. So that's how uh, I feel about having to play it. <laughs> All right, Matt. I'm crazy your... excited about having that there. I'm looking <laughs> at my hard drive now. Like... <laughs> All right, Matt. What's your next pick? My next pick is new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, just got a um, second trailer this week that yep. looked pretty good. Guaranteed release. Yep. Um, got a release date I, as well. Probably yep. going to get, and this time I am leaning on those 20-something game reviewers because they love the Pokemon. <laughs> they also Pokemon. have this weird affinity for Pokemon yeah. Snap, even yeah, though some they, of them may have never played it when it came out. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure. How old is Pokemon like, Snap now? Pokemon Snap's like from like 1997. Yeah, not, so it's 23 years old. It's like 99, 2000, because obviously. It's, it's over Pokemon. 20 years old. Yeah, but they were kids when I, you know, there's a lot of hand media. There's a lot of kids that age that played a lot of N64 stuff because their parents handed down the N64 to them. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Pokemon Snap's a very accessible game for that age bracket. So I think uh, you know, it's been in demand for a long time. People are very excited it's coming back. I'm excited it's coming back. I like Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I want to play um, it. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. Looks pretty good. It looks like more robust than like the, you know, the, the four theme park rides that the uh, first game was. Yep. Uh, and people love Switch content. People love Pokemans, and uh, I think it's going to rate. I think it's going to get at least like an eight. How oh. many Nintendo first-party games for Switch can you remember getting less than an eight? Not too many. I don't know if I can think of any. <laughs> yeah, so pretty safe bet there. Any Nintendo I think Mario Tennis stuff. didn't do that well. That's uh, why the Switch, the Switch Tennis, Mario Tennis. It may have kinda, got just below an eight, actually. It was kind of funky, as I recall. Yeah, it was. There, there, yeah, it has some issues at launch that I think have since been rectified, but I think you're right. It may have scored below an eight. But typically, any Nintendo first-party game... Yeah, pretty safe. ...can pretty much count on it part getting the, an eight or higher. But part of the problem was that, like, there's not a lot of guaranteed... Uh, Nintendo release. We don't oh, know. I, know. I searched for that too. I was like, first party Nintendo Switch games 2021. And Mario this is like the only thing. <laughs> Mario Tennis Aces is a 75. Okay. Yeah. So just below an eight, but still the worst was a 7.5. Yeah, I mean, that's so up there. I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fine pick here, especially. Um, but I did look at it and I decided not to because I am not a big fan of the first Pokemon Snap. I think it's one of those games that's like, was had built a, a culture around it or like a, a fan following around it because it was so weird. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was a unique concept and it's still a unique concept 20 years later, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if that means that like people were afraid to emulate it or they didn't think it was worth emulating, but regardless, we don't get yeah. games like this ever. So We're both on that one, maybe. Yeah, like, it might be. <laughs> also, there's just such a, there's, there's a hunger for it. Like the, you know, again, like the thirst is real. Like you say, it's not about what we think we're going to like. It's about what we think. Uh, yep. Jesus, even snipper clips got an 84. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Hell? Okay. That is a little off, but anyway, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's coming soon. I think it's March as well. Yeah, April is spring sometime. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even like its release date is later in the year. It's coming up pretty soon here. So I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm excited to play it. Uh, I think that's a good pick there. Uh, next up for me, another pick that I made where I sent Matt a special message whenever I made the pick. Um, and this message said, screw it. Yeah. Halo Infinite. <laughs> 
Um, this is a game that I'm a little nervous about not making it out this year. In fact, I'm more nervous about this game than Dying Light 2. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I'm I, not, I, this, this game's coming out. Because this game also has been a disaster. It lost its two lead developers. It mm. got railed when they showed the first gameplay from it. Like, I feel like they may be nervous to show the game again. Um, I also fear that it may be a case where at the end of the season we have a problem, Matt, because maybe they've only released the campaign or they Yeah, because it sounds like they're doing it sort of piecemeal. They are. Even with and, the original plan. And how does that work then? Like at the end of the year, maybe we should decide that now and we should let chat chime in. Like if they only release yeah. the campaign or they only release the multiplayer, does I mean, that I, count for my team? I think it, I think whatever whatever it, I mean, it kind of depends how Metacritic rolls, I guess. But it, whatever it's rated as when the cutoff happens in December, I think count it. So you're saying whatever if I search for Halo Infinite on Metacritic and it comes up with a result and there's a score, that you're okay with me using the score? I think so. I mean, okay. if people feel okay putting a review score on it, then I think it's fair to say that it has been reviewed and that's its Metacritic score by that point in time. It seems um, like chat is okay with that as well. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, um, you, you're not going to have any alternates left. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you should probably keep this one. <laughs> we'll see. Um, in in I, case I, you can't tell, I'm not particularly threatened by this game's potential review scores. Well, again, I, I do think ultimately they'll get it together. And I think it will score a 7, 8-ish. Yeah, that's all I was looking for here. Sevens. Like, yeah, you're, like if, you're look, if they actually the really turn it around and it gets like a oh. nine or something, then hallelujah. Sure. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do think it'll come out this year in some form. In some I, I mean, I'm 75% confident it's coming out this year. Yeah. That's where I'd put it. And I look, I got it way down. Like, it's kind of crazy to think I got Halo Infinite that late, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at with Halo. <laughs> that's where we're at. It's I just, probably wouldn't have picked it at all. Really? Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to rate, rate very well, and I, and I don't even necessarily think that's because it's going to be bad. I think it's going to. I think there's going to be an element of like, haha, we're finally get to stick it to Halo kind of thing. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit awesome. of like people have such. A, I mean, I have. I am certainly not excited to play it. So like going into that game, a review of that game, feeling like, oh god, here we go with this thing. What do you got for me, Gary? You know, or whatever, whatever, whatever they call that the brute weird face. Is it was his name Gary? I don't know. You I mean the, the I don't remember the, the meme. The, but, yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it could it could turn out it could turn it completely around. I have no idea what they're doing internally, but uh, I, I just I just have visions of seven point twos. Well, look, even Halo Four ended up around there, so. I'm yeah. hoping this is better. We'll see. Oh God, please be better than Halo Four. <laughs> it would be hard not to be. So yeah, yeah. If I get a seven point five from Halo Infinite, I'll be I'll be cool with that. So we'll see. Yeah, but you're, God, how did we get to the point of saying that about a Halo game? Like it's so well, sad. I know how we got that way. Bungie quit working on the right. pro on the product. That's exactly how, and they had to start a brand new studio from scratch to create it. So a shame. It is a shame. For sure. Halo used to be one of my most anticipated games every time it came out. Up until four, because I loved three. Yeah. And I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna give him a chance. Yeah, like you know, three, and gonna... I liked ODST even more. Yeah. Uh, and, and but then... <laughs> that was that. This? It's funny. Studios matter, people yeah. matter. <laughs> That's what it real what really matters are the people who make these games. It's not about the IP or a character model or even really how good it looks. It's about the people who make the games. Yep. And the, and the people who made that game feel good apparently went to Destiny. Because yeah. 
that's yeah. the game that feels good now. Yeah, it's true. As far as how it feels to play, that moment absolutely. to moment gameplay. Yep, yeah. they nail it. Okay, your next pick. My next pick is kind of now. Now you can tell we're hitting sort of the ah, hell with it. Whatnot. <laughs> um, I pick Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. It was on I'm, my list, Matt. I'm I had sure it. I would have picked it. Out. I would have picked it out. in my next couple picks. Yeah, it's supposed to be out in April, uh, as yeah. I recall. Um, and I think it's going to things going to be good. It's going to be their kind of like swan song. I mean, it was going to be their swan song for Star Wars. Now there's obviously going to be more Star Wars Lego yeah. content coming because Star Wars is big again uh, off of the back of the Disney Plus stuff. Um, but I mean, I have a hard time believing this is going to be received anything but warmly, um, even with the consternation people have over the sequel trilogy. Um, it's going to be about Lego stuff and funny Lego stuff and this John Williams music and the bonus stuff and unlocking things and jumping around co-op Lego. And it's going to be great. And I think it'll get at least a seven. So here we are. My, my surprise, everyone get like eights or something like, you know, I, I think it's this could it could it could ride the uh, the new boom of Star Wars love that's flying around out there, and and it almost I, might be good for it that it got delayed because like I can Star only Wars think... was kind of a dead thing last year. No one wanted to talk about Star Wars last year because Rise of Skywalker demoralized everybody so much. But now everybody's kind of happy with Star Wars again, so maybe it'd be fun yeah. to revisit all that. I can only think of a couple Lego games that scored less than a six. Yeah, I mean it's, a it's, couple. No, it's no Ninjago. Yeah, I mean, there's oh. a right, and that's one of them. And there's like yeah. one other one, like it was a small property, and those were the mm-hmm. one Star Wars, dude. They're gonna go all. It may be Fine. the highest scored Lego game ever when it's all said and done. That's also, the other thing is like it's been forever since we. They've had a worked Star Wars on it Lego forever, game. Matt. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago on Game Face, or I think right before the break, we were yeah, like, last, it was, "No, it's last week." We, we was it last week? It. Yeah, we're like, was. "Wait, GT Games? Like they don't take this long." So, man, if they're taking this long, mm-hmm. they are giving it some TLC. I think that's a good pick. Like I said, yeah, because we were talking about the uh, uh, Lego games of of some IP that had just changed hands. Yeah, um, yeah, and and they can still make Marvel stuff. That was last week, but yeah, yeah I think uh, you know they're gonna they're they've certainly took the, taking their time on this one. So uh, I feel like it's gonna be nice and polished and looking good, and and I'm I'm excited. I'm I, I want to play a Star Wars Lego game again. Yep. It's been a long. I haven't time. played a Lego game in a long time, but I will play Neither this one. I. Absolutely, I don't, I don't remember the last one I played. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Matt's pick Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Um, and my next pick. And again, I just felt like I was just getting desperate here with my last like few picks in this draft. I was just felt this like was on I was... my list. This was, this was on there. Okay. Uh, my pick is Returnal and I am very nervous about this game. Um, mostly I'm nervous because it was, it's a, it's an example of what I was talking about earlier, where you have this studio that you have a lot of reverence for. And in this case, it's Housemark. And if you've watched Game Face for any amount of time, you know Matt, both Matt and I are huge Housemark fans. Um, and I think a lot of people on Sifted are too. I think generally people really like their games. Um, but this is a complete departure for Housemark. It yeah. announced a couple years ago um, that it was going to go away from its like side-scrolling shooter, voxel-based games. Um, and it was going to make something a little more traditional and kind of shoot for the sky a little bit and make stuff something a little bit more big budget. And that's what this is. It also, and Matt, this is kind of a theme for 2021. It's also kind of a Groundhog Day type game. Um, Mm -hmm. You play as this person who crash lands on an alien planet and you wake up and you have to survive. And then you die and you get reincarnated and you go back at it again. And just like I said earlier, I don't know how critics are going to react to this. Um, because it could be a case where, wait, I'm doing the same thing over and over and I get sick of this. I know 
that I did not keep playing the Demon Souls remake for PS5 because of that. Because I was just doing the mm. same thing over and over. It's about perfecting the, right. your runs. But on, but on the flip side, Hades. True. Exactly. You do it it right, can be done right. It's great. Yep, you're right. It can be done right. Um, and so we'll see. I don't know that that's Housemark's wheelhouse. We'll see. Um, I mean, they're trying to make themselves a new wheelhouse. Clearly. They are. Yeah. Um, and at least in the most recent uh, stuff we've seen of this game, you can see the Housemark trademark. You you know, some of the bosses are shooting out those voxel bullets. Yep. Uh, in 3D, like for the first. I mean, time. there's voxels in it. Like yeah, you can the, see it. Like a lot of the particle effects are voxels. They're yeah. not actually particles. And they're yeah. they're the classic Housemark sort of white and red. Yeah, voxels even. You know, it, yeah. the, the pedigree is is on display in places. I'll say this: on. I am really rooting for this game, and I yeah, I'm super curious. I, I generally I do not root for any game. Like I just root for them to be good because I love to play great video games. But I want to see this game do well financially because House Mark. To me, they feel I feels like they're right on the fringe of like dissolving. Like they have not had a hit for a really long time. Um, I, they need this game to do well. I hope it does do well, but most importantly, I hope it reviews well so I win our freaking fantasy league. <laughs> so there you go. That's Returnal. Um, also has a solid release date. Definitely coming out this year. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, and again, another one of those games that I picked as to make up for some of my riskier picks earlier on in the draft. Uh, next up, Matt, your next pick is to me your diciest pick in the draft, and it is... Hellblade 2. Yep. So this one, there's a, this is my other one that's, you know, with the Horizon. The, the H games have a pretty good chance of not coming out. Um, so this might slip. Uh, I acknowledge that. Originally, it announced it for launch window. We'll see if that even holds or what launch window even means. Um, but I threw this one in because I still have another alternate left in case it drops yep. out. And if it does come out this year, I think this thing's going to review through the roof. Um, so it's sort of my God of War equivalent pick. And this um, is, by the way, this is Matt's last pick, his last official pick. That's his 10th pick in the draft. All he has left at yeah. this point are alternates. Um, Matt, I just really struggle to think it's coming out this year. Um, Xbox put out that press release like the day after Sony leaked all those release dates in its CES video. The next day, Microsoft issues a press release with, well, here are our release dates for 2021. Hellblade 2 was not on there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I know it was. God of War wasn't on the the Sony's little fine print yep. thing either, which right. they removed later. They so did remove that, it later. Clearly, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't remove it if it's fake. You only remove right. it if it's real. Yeah, you're right. Your God of War was not on that, and that is that does point to it not making it out this year. The other thing with Hellblade Two is I think it was late last year they announced that it was moved to Unreal Engine. Which could have, you know, set things back a little bit. It's it's due time wise, mostly when you look at when the first Hellblade was released. But remember, the first Hellblade was what they were calling a AAA indie. Um, mm -hmm. It was an independent game, but they spent the same amount of time on the different elements of the game as they would on a big budget game. Um, and now Ninja Theory is obviously owned by Microsoft, and uh, this is their next project. And I'm very excited by it, and I think this could be a league winner if it comes out. You get that in the 10th slot. The first Hellblade had an 8.7. And that, to me, is bloated. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. the first Hellblade was an 8.7. I think it got a, a, psycho a psychology boost <laughs> because it was an, a game that focused on mental health and did, looked at things a little differently from most games. I don't think the game itself deserved, like, an 8.7, ultimately. Um, but 
maybe the sequel will be worthy of that. And if the first one, with all its flaws, got that kind of a score, God knows what this could get. So if you get like a nine in your ten hole, that's <laughs> that's a league winner. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, and look, the 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 actress who plays uh, Senua like put up a tweet in full makeup the other day. Yeah. Like, te- teasing it like. It's uh, if they're not coming out this year, it's awful early. We doing that? So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously in the mocap studio right now, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Um, anything can happen. Yeah. Well, uh, that is one it, thing we have learned for but sure. This is, this is my, you know, this is the one I'm, you know, if if I lose this one out, I've got two safe alternates. Yep. So I'm not too worried about it. But like you say, um, it could be it could be a death blow uh, if it does make it. Oh, if it makes it, I pr- that'll kill me, guaranteed. Um, and here's my last pick in the draft. And again, after this, we have two more alternates, so don't leave. Um, my last pick in the draft is Solar Ash. Solar Ash is not a sequel to Hyper Light Drifter, um, but it is made by the same team. It's the next mm. game from the team that made Hyper Light Drifter. Hyper Light Drifter, by the way, is the most viewed indie game in Sifted history. Mm. Um and, well, let me just say this. Uh, with 95% certainty, I believe that. I have not looked at every indie game. I looked at all the biggest indie games as far as traffic are concerned. Hyper Light Drifter is the top as far as likes, views, all of it, comments, all that stuff. It is the biggest indie game on the site. I know there are tons of people on Sifted that are huge fans of Hyper Light Drifter. Um, this studio... I don't. Did you play Hyper Light Drifter? Hi, yeah, Matt, you did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it to me, it's almost a little bit kind of like the first Hades. Um, it's not so much like you're repeating the same thing over and over again, but it gives me kind of the same vibes as far as the combat is concerned. Solar Ash looks like something almost entirely different. Um, it has the same art style, and it looks like it's set in the same world. And even the character model looks like it's set in the same world. So I would not yeah, be surprised. I think it is I think it is in the same universe. Same universe. And if it's not announced, I would not be surprised if at the end of this game, somehow, their two games tie together. Uh, but mechanically, Hyper Light Drifter, amazing. Um, design-wise, amazing. Aesthetically, amazing. Those are things that are not going to go away in any new game that this studio makes. So I also think the pedigree is there. I think a lot of yeah. journalists love it, Hyper it Light is, Drifter. It is set in the same universe. It is. Okay. Yeah. Then I would not, not be surprised. Not a sequel. Okay. I would not be surprised if those things cross over at some point in this game. But just watching the game, you can see it does have differences and you can see why it's not Hyper Light Drifter 2. Um, but I'm very confident that this game is going to score pretty well. I am also very confident that it's coming out this year. Um, so for my last game in the draft, after I had made some risky picks, I feel pretty good about this one. But this was me going to the well, Matt. This was me being like, I have to go to the indies now. I cannot find any quote-unquote big-budget games that I am confident is going to outscore one of the better indies from the year. And so I just started searching through them, and I went and looked at a lot. But this one, to me, seemed like the safest bet, one for a high score and for the fact it's coming out this year. It's been in development for a while. There's yeah, tons of training. I think it's pretty well assumed as June. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that pick in my 10th slot. Yeah. Does it make up for some of my other concerns? No, <laughs> but uh, it, it did. I do know now that I'm not going to have to swap that one out for one of my two alternates. And that's where we're at at this point. So now Matt and I choose two alternates, and these are games that 
if one of our 10 games or two of our 10 games, in my case, maybe were to not be released this year, these alternates go in and they go in in order. So Matt and I can't choose like Matt can't say, oh, Ratchet and Clank ended up being delayed. I want to use my second alternate to replace Ratchet and Clank. That's not how it works. He has to take his first alternate to fill that. And then if a second game drops out, then that second alternate would fill in that gap. So with that in mind, Matt, what was your first alternate? And also, by the way, we tend to play these really safe because these are the games that are filling in for mistakes that we made. So what's your pick, Matt? My first alternate is Gotham Knights. Yeah. Um, Gotham I always Knights. pick this like for inside my top 10. So, well, here's the thing I feel like if if I had to bet of all my picks what the lowest scoring game will be, it's this one. Um, I, feel I would like not Gotham, be surprised. I feel like Gotham Knights could disappoint hard. It could be, it could be um, like a six type but, game, like Deathloop. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I think it's a pretty good chance it's at least going to be in the mid sevens. And it's alternate. So. It's definitely coming out. So, is it? Yeah, I'm I wasn't sure about that. It has no release date at all, other than 2021. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's June. Um, there's some stuff. I researched it, it yesterday, and there's, nobody there's some, knows. There's, well, because there's some stuff hidden in the most recent like stuff they put up. That uh, basically, it's it's there's like circus posters, which is a reference to, to Nightwing, to, to Dick Grayson's parents being killed. Um, but it, it very clearly points out June is a, it was June or July is like a, a date. There's a date in there and it's like, Oh, June oh. something or whatever. So it is like, announced for 2021 when they yeah. showed the game so the first I, time they said it was coming out. So I'm pretty sure this game's coming out this summer. Um, June or July. Two player uh, co-op. Yep. Two player co-op. I mean, Whole campaign, you can play two-player co-op. Yeah, it doesn't... I don't think it looks very good. Oh, um, I agree with you, Matt. Um, I mean, I don't know that it doesn't look very good. It, to I me, just, I'm not saying it's going to like be a bad game, but like it's not what I want. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, look, I, I trust the studio. I think you probably do, too. I mean, they did a good job when they worked on the prior Batman game. Would I prefer it's Rocksteady? Of course. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I like the... You know, and I like the Mordor and all... You yeah. Know. They've done good That's stuff. This studio has got it. Yeah. Nothing against them. I just, I don't know. Something about how it looks doesn't look quite right. I didn't get excited watching the demo. Yeah. That's really my take on it. Like, I watched a demo. I was like, okay. Like, it's weird because it's like, I like the studio. I like the idea. I like all the characters they're using. And it just, I don't know. I get Avengers vibes from it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, my first alternate is. It's better I, than a zero. That's true. And I mean, uh, look, I am just going for guaranteed games coming out with my alternates because I I took my shots already, Matt. Right. <laughs> this is me covering my ass with my alternates. Uh, my first alternate is The Medium, a game that literally comes out in like two weeks. Uh, it is not being delayed. There have already been huge hands-on previews for the game, um, which I also would add have not been glowing. Um, I do not expect this game to get a really high score. It is made by Bloober Team, which I will say I generally like their stuff a good bit. Their 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 mm -hmm. games are very atmospheric, very spooky. They're definitely um, one of the out of nowhere like rising star yep. developers right now. Like I think their this game is their bridge to big budget games. Is definitely, what I definitely um, it's like a B level game. Like they right, have more budget. Like, this is the game that will make their name, I think. Yeah, I hope. If it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is an alternate. I expect it to probably score around a seven. It does have a very unique concept. You basically play the game in two realities at once, thus the name, the medium. 
<clears throat> and um, other games haven't really done that yet uh, to the extent that this game is doing it. So it does have a chance to score okay uh, based upon its innovation and if they can execute on it. My fear is that this game ends up being like four and a half hours long or something like that. Um, yeah, it, that's a valid concern. Because studios like this, when they try to make something that's big budget, they get to a point where they're like, well, we don't have the budget to do big budget, so let's just make the game like a quarter as long as it should be. And I wouldn't be surprised if they follow it up with DLC eventually. Uh, Bloober Team is pretty good about stuff like that. Um, but again, it's it's an, my alternate. I, it's coming out in three weeks. I'm just playing it safe with a, with a cool concept that may or may not review pretty well. So my first alternate is The Medium. And here we go with our last two picks of the 2021 City Video Game Fantasy League Draft. Matt, what is your final alternate? My final alternate is my old standby NBA 2K22. I knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> I was like, I know what his last pick's going to be. And there it was. Yep. And the reason this is so far down is uh, this series has not does not get the numbers it once did. Yeah. Uh, in part because of the microtransaction fuckery and because of... And like I'm worried a little about this one because you know I, we we've talked in the past about you know the first the first next gen installment of a sports game tends to be kind of stripped down. That's why um, I stayed away from them. Yeah, but uh, it, the the visuals. You it's gorgeous. I know. And, <laughs> I may get it in eight all. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, man. Like they look that flipping good. And yeah, the other thing too really is do. that they've already got like. A next gen version up and running. You know yeah, they they exactly. released it this year. So two K two K twenty one kind of felt, like handled the first the first game yep. of the gen jitters. I think. Yep. And so. I'm more worried about Madden and FIFA as far as features than I am right. about NBA two K because let's be honest, the Madden and FIFA stuff for this year was like bad. Like yeah. it, I played like the PS five upgrade for Madden. I was like I can't tell the difference from playing it on my PS four Pro NBA two K. Oh yeah, you can see the difference immediately. So, <laughs> I, if you're going to pick a sports game, I think that's the best one. The other one I maybe would have picked is MLB, but as Vincent brought up in game at the end of Game Phase 243, like that game is ghosted. Like nobody yeah. knows where MLB is. So I was like, I can't do it. I went and looked at like the scores for FIFA 21, Madden 21, all of them. And I just couldn't pull the trigger on a sports game. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, after the only one I would have picked is NBA 2K, and you took it before me, and that was that. So um, I think that's a great pick for your last alternate. You know, it's coming out guaranteed at least a seven to seven point five, probably higher, yeah. probably a lot higher. Um, so I think you've covered your arse quite well on that one. Hmm. Um, and then my final pick of the 2021 draft is, and you guys may be surprised by this because you guys know how much I love the developer. It takes two. This game, maybe over the last few months, I cannot think of another game that has impressed me more relative to where my expectations were beforehand. And we've known about this game for a while. It is under development by the F. The Oscars guy, Joseph Ferris, who has made some great games. I mean, Brothers is a great game. Um, and even his last game wasn't terrible. Um, it takes two. Or wait, what was it called again? Um, or the prison no, break game, the way out. Yeah, no way, way out. That's no what it was. Out. Yeah, and that wasn't terrible. Matt hated it, but I didn't hate it. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, but it takes two. Looks flipping awesome. Like it, you play as a husband and wife who are turned basically into like puppets, um, and they have to mend their relationship via 
playing through this game. Another to, tiny characters in a big world game. It is, yeah. But they have to mend their relationship with each other to become human again. And I love the concept. I'm sure you're seeing the B-roll right now, even though I can't see it. But the uh, it looks like it's going to mix stuff up. But most importantly... It's all about co-op. And that's one thing I do like about Joseph Forrest. Like his studio has developed a brand and that is you're going to play with somebody else and you have to cooperate with somebody else. Um, and I like that. I like that, that concept and they execute it very well. Um, it, it really looks to me almost like a, a cooperative 3D platformer where you just have this insane gameplay variety where you're never doing the same thing for very long. <laughs> it's what draws me to 3D platformers in general. It's why I love the genre. Um, and so... I don't have hopes that this game is going to get like an 8.5 or higher. I do think it's a pretty safe bet to get a 7, 7.5. And also, this game has a set in stone, hard release date for the early part of the year. So I played it safe as well. Um, it just, to me, seemed like the most interesting game left that had a pedigree that I knew was coming out. And mm -hmm. so um, I know it's going to make it out this year. And I really, me more than you, I really needed to cover my butt with my alternate. So... Um, that's what I did. I took one of It Takes Two for my last pick. So yeah, there was, you go. I mean, that was on my list. That was that was on my list. The other two major games that were on my list that I didn't get around to picking were Kena. Um, Is it Kena? Spirit. Is that how you say it? I think so. I don't know. I call it Kena, but it was also right there. I don't for think me. it's Kena. It's either Kena or Kena. Okay. Um, but uh, I had that and I had Cyber Shadow. Yeah. Um, so that was the other indie that I decided for between Solar Ash, basically. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't 100% sure that was coming out either. No, I, I have I have 2021 concerns about Cyber Shadow. It's, it's, there's no solid release date, and it's by one guy. Uh, it's, it's being published by uh, uh, the, the company that did um, Shovel Knight. Hmm. But it's, it's, it's a, they picked it up from, as a game by one guy, and sometimes those games can just sort of languish as the one guy tries to finish them. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but I, I have my eye on it, for sure. But I just... It, it didn't, it, I wasn't sure. It's too dicey. About it. I couldn't yeah. do it. it. One guy, I mean, if he gets sick, it gets delayed. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, he, like, he breaks his leg, the game gets delayed. If it's one dude, it's like big time risk. Um, so, anyway, those are our picks and our two alternates. I know a lot of you guys, as soon as this stream is over, you're going to head over to sifted.net and you're going to put in your picks for the Sifted Fantasy Challenge, which you absolutely should. Everybody should do it. Prizes. For even if you are not a subscriber or a patron, you can get a prize if you win. Um, but I do, before we go, I just want to drop a couple games in your ear. Matt already shared a couple that were kind of on the cusp for him. And I want to share a couple that were kind of on the edge for me as well. And some of you guys, some that you guys may be questioning. And Matt, I think I want your input on this too, because some well, Cyber people may Shadow comes out next week. Oh, it does? Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Never mind. Yep. Um, so here's a couple that I was thinking about that maybe we should help guide people on whether they should pick them or not. Um, Hollow Knight. Mm -hmm. That game? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's going to rate well. Uh, but the, here's the thing. I, I didn't pick it because I thought it was kind of controversial because it started as the expansion to the first Hollow Knight. And now they've just kind of named it as if it's a new game. And so I didn't know if it was going to get weird if I made the pick, and then it would get like I was just no, like, I'll just it's officially it. the sequel. It's okay. It's not, it's not a basically. I mean, they're. I mean, maybe it started as that, but it's blo they blew it up to a full game. No question. Okay. So Hollow Knight Silk Song, that's one to keep an eye on when you make your picks at the Fantasy Challenge. Um, what do you think about Babylon's Fall? I think the chances of it making it are too risky. 
Yeah, I would not. I would not test that one. Yep. Uh, Battlefield 2021. I'm pretty confident a Battlefield is going to come out this year. Yeah, it sounds likely. And that game might be one worth keeping an eye on. Bayonetta 3. How do you feel about that, Matt? I thought about it, but it's one of the... You know, there's a bunch of Nintendo stuff that I just felt we don't know enough about it. Like, would I like to have Metroid Prime 4 on there? Sure. Do I think that's coming out this year? No. Would yeah. I like to have Shin Megami Tensei on there? Yeah. Do I know enough about that? I was close to year? picking that. I don't know. I like, will I, say. Because like, it has I, been like five or six years. <laughs> like It's been longer. It was, Has we, it? We saw that before they even showed the... the, the that's the, true. They launched the system. Yeah. Like, it's, that was that first uh, Switch game, right? Molly, yeah, it Direct. was. That's why I'm saying, like, it's got to come out. Like, you can't eventually. Just... But who, I, who knows with that? I mean, how do you make your money back, like, on like that, that stuff? Like, Shin Megami Tensei is is a guaranteed eight or nine. Like, I, I think, uh, but I just didn't feel confident enough about what the hell they're doing with it. Yeah, like, who knows? Um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is not this year. Yeah, I, I don't think it's even like next year, maybe. No, I don't know what the hell with that game. I would not pick Elden Ring in your drafts. I'm they just... got cursed by George R. R. Martin. I don't, yeah. I don't know what... what... Um, and uh, then will, the last will, we play, will we be playing Elden Ring or reading The Winds of Winter first? <laughs> I think we'll play Elden Ring first. I think that's probably true. Yep, I hate to say it, but I think that's the facts. Uh, and then the last game I wanted to bring up, No More Heroes 3. Yeah, I would have liked that one, but I just don't know. I'll just be honest. Like I try to stay away from Japanese games. Yeah. Well, also, like I mean, because the reporting on them isn't reliable and right. good. Well, and also, like even if I did have a guaranteed release date for that one, I don't know what that game's gonna get. Yeah. Like that. That could go either way. Real wide. That's a wide. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought the other games one. were funny and interesting, but garbage. So <laughs> I didn't yeah, enjoy I, playing them very much. Like I keep having like flash. I keep having visions of Deadly Premonition too, and I'm not saying the no man, no man, no man's sky. The no <laughs> no the, man's heroes. I'm not saying the the no more heroes games are as janky and bad in terms of mechanics as. Deadly Premonition was, but there is that element of Deadly Premonition 2 where everyone's like, oh, yeah, finally, Deadly Premonition 2. Oh, we... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this wasn't actually that fun, was it? Yeah. Like it's, it, I yeah, know. it was kind of a moment in time, and I kind of feel like No no More Heroes was that, too. And I'll be honest, Suda and Grasshopper haven't really done anything for quite a long time that I enjoyed, so... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's dicey. I would stay away from it if you can. Uh, let's get let's answer a couple questions because a lot of these people are getting ready to do their own drafts offline. And by the way, there are several drafts that happen on Sifted. If you're interested in getting into a draft like Matt and I just did, just head to the forums or just poke around in the comments. People are fishing for folks to join their leagues, um, and a lot of the drafts haven't happened yet. So if you're into it, you can find a, a place to do it. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Vincent says that they that they have announced that. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is launching this year. So. All right. Believe it when I see it. Yep. Um, Toast 916X. When's the deadline for us to uh, submit the fantasy challenge picks? Well, huh? that's a good question because people should not be able to select Hitman 3 after today. Um, I'm not 100% sure if the site shuts people off. Uh, like shuts games off for you guys to pick. And if that's not the case, 
Oh, that could be a problem now that I think about it. Because we can't let you guys pick Hitman today because you guys already know what the scores are. Yeah, because now we know what it gets. Yeah, so look, don't when you go over there, don't pick Hitman 3. Because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you do, we're going to remove it from your team and we're going to make you redo your picks. So just don't even bother picking it. Um, but to answer your question, when is the cutoff? The cutoff is the end of the month. Um, and if other games come out, which they're not, there are no other big games coming out. Although, I guess the one is that we were just talking about. So I that mean, might I don't be a problem know if Cyber too. is a big game, but uh, it's yeah, a Yeah, but some people one. may pick it. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, and if you guys, some of you guys pick it, we have to take that away from you too and make you redo it. So, um, yeah, I would stay away from Hitman and Cyber Shadow if you can. But the bottom line is the, the medium. Yeah. And the medium. That's yeah. The when does that come out? It's just the 28th. Yeah. Reviews aren't out for that yet, though. Um, so anyway, um, it is a little dicey, but I would stay away from those two games in particular. Um, but you have to pick by the end of January. So you have a little bit of time to get it in, but not a lot. Uh, what else? Is the draft predetermined or can we do write-ins from Congrim 1? Um, no, it's predetermined. Everything, it's really cool, actually. Lashik did a great job. It's like a crazy drop-down interface where you pick each game. Um, he has loaded the database with every game that's supposed to be coming out this year. I mean, you just pick from the drop-down. You can do it very quickly and very easy, and it's actually fun. I really enjoy doing it every year. Uh, let's see if we got one more before we go. How do you feel about the new Gran Turismo as a pick? Pretty Not good, great. actually. I actually do. I, I do feel pretty good about it. I think it's a pretty safe bet is coming out this year. I also feel like Gran Turismo is one of Sony's franchises where it doesn't matter if other games are also coming out that year. Like you said earlier, mm -hmm. like God of War and Horizon close together, maybe not a good idea. They could put Gran Turismo out the week before Horizon and it doesn't matter. There's such yeah. different games and different audiences. Um, I'm pretty confident it's coming this year. So if you're in a tight spot, if you're in a tight spot, that might not be a bad pick. I was, if I was feeling more daring this year, I might have put Forza Horizon Five on mine. Yeah, actually, that would have been a good pick. <laughs> that just slipped my mind. I would have absolutely picked it if I had thought of it. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't willing to put down things that we just didn't have any information about. Yeah, I did it though. Remember the one year I picked it without any announcement yeah. of Horizon, and it paid off very well for me. I should have done it um, again. And then uh, I, I did see Cinetica saying Hitman Three not available for selection. That's good. Good. I, I did see um, a couple people asking why no, why we didn't pick Near Replicant, or at least why I didn't, and because Near Replicant's a remake. Yeah, like we can't, those are we can't off pick the board a game we already know is good. Yeah, <laughs> no, those are off the board. Yeah, otherwise, they, otherwise, I would have picked uh, you know the three D Mario World or the Mass or, Effect games, the Mass Effect trilogy, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of remakes coming out. I'm just like, oh, those are gonna score real well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't pick that. You can't. You, you DLC doesn't count. Uh, we have yeah. certain rules, and we probably should have said that at the beginning of the show. My apologies for that. The um, other, um, the other game I had on my list that I shied away from was Humankind. Yeah, um, which is a, definitely coming out this year, but like. I just don't know how it's going to be received. Like I wasn't sure about the re the, the reviews. Because you got to remember, the other thing, Matt, about this is most people who are doing drafts, they're not doing it with two people. They're doing right. it with like five or six yeah. or even ten people. Games disappear real fast. And so that's why I wanted to spend yeah. some time after our draft kind of talking you through some of the other picks. Yeah. Or like if I could do remakes, I would definitely have Disco Elysium, the final cut on there too, because that game's going to score through the freaking roof. Yep. Okay, um, here's the last question. A lot of from, that. that last question was, was from uh, Johnny Hurricane, by the way. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, the next one is coming from Kevin Rafa, and he asks, if you could switch a game out, which one would you switch? You first, Matt. 
like for anything. Yeah, if you could just like get rid of a game that you picked and re- replace it with something, what would it be? Um, hmm. Like maybe I'd swap like Gotham Knights for for like Stray. Okay. Or Ghostwire Tokyo, something like that. Um, I would. My big change would be I would I'm not happy with my main roster. Yeah, I think you did a good job, man. Um, my main. Regret, I think, looking at the whole draft is probably taking Deathloop as high as I did. So I would probably swap that out for some. Uh, but anyway, that's it for the Sifted 2021 video game fantasy draft. The first and the best video game fantasy draft on the internet. Hope all you guys have a great time signing up for the Sifted Fantasy Challenge. Again, the winner gets two free games if they're a patron or a subscriber. If you're not a patron or a subscriber, also, by the way, we are including YouTube subscribers in that as well. If you're not a patron or a subscriber, you have to be registered on Sifted at least, which means you're a basic user and you get one game. And the people who are who are patrons or subscribers will get two games. So what if I win? You get nothing. In fact, we, we can't. In fact, we we should have mentioned this. We cannot win. Matt and I do play alongside you guys just for fun. But if he if he or I end up first, we do not win. We you, we will let whoever is behind us take the win. Pretty and close. Get the prizes. Yeah, you did really well. Um, and I think if I had almost any other game in my hole, I might have won. So mm-hmm. we actually both did really well as far as like our average per game we picked or whatever. But. Was it in the cards? And it's good. I want you guys to win. Um, But most importantly, I want it to be fun. By the way, the winner last year won by two one hundredths of a point. And there are tiebreakers in case we end up tied. And they're in the article uh, that pushes to this year's challenge. Um, But anyway, just giving you guys as much rules as I can before you go and make your picks. Good luck, everybody. I will say this. It's most important to make sure all 10 of your games come out this year. I cannot repeat it enough. That's the only way you're going to win the Sifted Challenge. That's yeah. it. Don't you pick cannot games win with like. nine games. Yeah. Don't just pick your favorite stuff. And that's gotta... what you do see a lot. Like when you start scanning through the picks, so you're like, what are you doing picking that game? Like some people I think just maybe want to just kind of just, you know, sometimes I do this as well. I'll just like create a garbage account kind of and just be like, okay, this is what I would do if I wasn't serious about winning to kind of see if I had a chance doing it yeah, that like way. A, like a dream team. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. And so I get when some people do that, but your chances of winning are pretty slim to none. So uh, score fear. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Thanks to everyone for Twitch Prime throughout this whole stream. It has it did end up being a three-hour stream right on the nose somehow. Uh, we had an hour of Game Face and then two hours of Draft. Um, and you, a lot of you guys were giving us Twitch Prime throughout Game Face and throughout this, and I missed it, and I apologize. We literally appreciate every single one of you guys. And as, a, as an example of how much we appreciate it, I don't know if you guys have seen, but you're now in Pactor Factor. Um, those who subscribe via Twitch Prime, your names are in Pactor Factor. We're going to rework how we got names in for the next batch of shows. We're probably going to do a crawl along the bottom of the screen instead of how we're doing it now. Um, but just, you know, I did that. It's a lot more work for me just to recognize you guys. I just want to thank you guys for doing it, um, particularly people on YouTube who don't join our streams and have to like physically jump over to Twitch um, to do it. I really appreciate them as well. And we wanted to recognize you guys and that's why we made the big changes um, to Pactor Factor in that way. But anyway, there's our draft. I had a blast doing it, Matt. It drove me bonkers. I'll be honest with you. I was going crazy last night doing these picks. I don't think my team is very good, um, but I also am not dumb enough to think that... Uh, 
I don't have a chance because <laughs> you just never know. Stuff gets delayed like that you never dream would get delayed. It happens to me every year. So maybe this is a year I mean, where nobody I get- could have seen Halo Infinite coming last year. Yeah, and that burned me in both our league and in the Sifted Fantasy Challenge. So um, you just never know. I mean, Cyberpunk almost didn't make it again, and it shouldn't have made it. Let's yeah. be honest. It shouldn't have. So I'm not... 100% stoked on my team right now, but that could change in the blink of an eye. And and the same for you guys. When you draft your teams out there in other leagues, or if you do the Sifted Fantasy Challenge, don't get down. Um, you just never know what could happen. That guy who's in the lead could lose two of his games in the blink of an eye, and off you go to a championship. So anyway, on behalf of Matt and Jared, who thank God ran the TriCaster for this. There's no way I could have done it. I appreciate it. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you back here on Twitch next Tuesday and every Tuesday for the rest of 21. Everyone take care, and we'll see you then.